hump day. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. So tomorrow, June 17th is my 29th birthday. And as has been my tradition for the past two years, I'm going to share with you guys what I learned in this past year. So nine for 29. There were way more than that, of course, because we learned new things every single day. But <laughs> these are what I would say were the most important lessons. And if I didn't learn anything else except for these, I think I think I would have been good. So yeah. I'm going to get right into it. The first lesson was to ask for what you need. This one sounds obvious, but as someone who is a I'm good queen, I don't need much. I used to even pride myself on not needing much, but not anymore. No, we need things. We expect things. And not only do we expect them, but we are going to express that verbally we're not going to sit around and then be upset at the fact that people are not mind readers right so when I think of asking for what I need there's one song that comes to mind it's by James Blake it's called I'll come to and he the first line he says is I'm gonna say what I need if it's the last thing I do and this year I agree <laughs> I'm there um it's funny because a fear of rejection will have you diminishing your requests and what you need and the space you want to occupy because you're scared of the fact that people are going to say no. And at the end of the day, that is a big disservice to yourself and also to the people around you because a lack of satisfaction reduces the energy that you operate in, the frequency that you operate in. And when you're operating at your, not your highest potential, not your, not where you operate from when you're full of joy, full of peace, satisfied, rested, happy, that sucks for you because you're not in abundance. And then it also sucks for the people who you surround yourself with because they are getting a, a reduced version of you. And you're getting a reduced version of you. So it's a disservice to everyone. So this year I have been asking and I have been receiving. And that's probably the best part about it. The fact that when you ask, most people do not find pleasure in telling you no for the sake of no. And when they do tell you no, there is a valid reason behind it that you can understand and you're okay with. Like rejection for me lately, I've told you guys before, I kept a rejection tracker all through 2020 because I was doing so many things and I wanted to be unafraid. So I wanted to look at all the things I did and all the things I failed. And of course, all the things I succeeded at just to get that fear of rejection really out of my way. Um, my friend and I took a weekend getaway and um, on, in line with asking for what you need, we got to the hotel, immediately we're checking in. I said hi to the girl. Her name was Anna. That was her name at the Sheraton at, I'm not even going to say the name just in case of privacy, but yeah, she was, she was our attendant at the front. She was the concierge. And as soon as I walked up, I showed her our check, um, our information and the next thing I said was do you have any upgrades available and my friend looked at me like whoa <laughs> like why would you even ask that and I'm like at the end of the day 
she will either say yes and we will get an upgrade or she will say no and we will have the room we have. She is not going to kick us out of the hotel because I'm not being disrespectful. And what happened? She completely agreed. And she's like, yeah, to be honest, at hotels, we have a lot of power to do certain things, but it's dependent on how people treat us. And with that, we our room was upgraded. We got an upgraded room. I believe it was bigger and we got a way better view just because I asked. And that has been happening all year. I met someone on social media. I DM'd her. I offered to send her a copy of my book. And then I asked her what she thought about it only to find out that she was an executive with a major broadcasting company after the fact. I I told her that I was looking for opportunities. I asked and she gave me an opportunity that was nationally broadcasted because I asked. And this is why we need to ask for what we need. And like now I ask for everything. Every single opportunity that has fallen on my lap has been the result of me asking somebody for what I need. Even if it's just a friend and I'm like, hey, I'm looking for this. And should it ever cross your path? drop it on my lap or send me a link and people have been doing it. So that's number one, ask for what you need, what you need, even what you want, of course, but like, especially what you need asking for what you want. Like I wanted a room upgrade. (laughs) I wanted a better room for the same price, but I need growth in my business. I need to sell books. I need to put my gift out here and get my work in front of as many eyes and ears as possible. So why would I not ask for that? And the thing is that if we're meant to get somewhere, you will get there, but it might just take unnecessarily long because you decided to be an island instead of utilizing all of the unending resources that surround you constantly. So number one is ask for what you need. Number two is surround yourself with forward-minded people. And I say forward-minded and not like-minded for a reason. Forward-minded is people who want progress in their lives for the people around them in whatever way that person may find it. So I am, well, I know people who are entrepreneurs, of course, but in my closest circle of friends, I am the only self-employed person. So I When it comes to certain business questions, I may not find the answers, but what I do know is that of every single person I surround myself with, every single person is forward-minded. Everybody is working hard towards becoming the best version of themselves possible and doing whatever it takes for that. And the fact that everybody's not doing what I do and the fact that I don't surround myself with people who all think the same way as me has been like the biggest bag that I could have secured in this life because when you're when you're around people who are just like you you don't get other perspectives you don't get other angles you don't get advice in ways that are different from yourself and what that also means is that you'll get friction right like I'll do something and someone will be like yeah I wouldn't have done it like that what's the point of that like (laughs) my sister's fiance I'm working on a journal that should be out by the end of this month um it might even be out I'm check the link in the bio because I'm recording this ahead of time. So it might be out by the time we hear this. Um, <laughs> but yes, um, I was working on this journal. I've been working on it since I'd say last year. 
in some concept, like in some way, shape and form. So I got proofs and I dropped it off and I showed him, I'm like, Oh, this is what I created. And he's like, this, this is boring, blah, 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 not blah, blah, blah. It was like, he was just going in on me, but with, with the most love, like, because I can handle it because I know who he is and I know what he's doing for me. And when I looked back at it with objective eyes, of this is not my baby, so it's always cute in my eyes, but would I as a consumer purchase this? He was absolutely right. And if I had not shown him, if I had not told him about it and I had just published it, I would have been so disappointed in the outcome because it was not at the fullest potential to impact people the way I had intentioned it to when I created it, right? So I am surrounded and I will continue to surround myself and network and connect with forward-minded people who think in opposite ways from me. I don't need everyone to think like me. I'm already doing that myself. I need people around me who will see things in a different way and not be afraid to tell me that, yeah, that's ugly. Nah, that's not good. You're saying that's your best work. That's mediocre. Go harder, push harder, look at it from this way, flip it upside down and squint your eyes and then look at it again and tell me what you see. (laughs) And those are the greatest people you can have around you because they help you grow at an exponential rate. I cannot even begin to think of how much growth I've experienced from, from this past year, from June to June, just because of the fact that I'm constantly talking to people who will stretch me in ways that I didn't even know I was flexible. And some of these ways I'm not even flexible. So I end up pulling a muscle and usually an ego muscle. It takes a few days for it to heal, but then I'm right back at it. And so, so, so grateful for them. Number three is step back and see the full picture. And this is for my work and also for my body, (laughs) if we're being completely honest. And what this really, well, how I came to realize this was that it was, it was actually very recently. I was looking at myself in a full length mirror and I was like, oh, you have a good body. Like you look good. You look fit. You look healthy. You look, you should be confident. And something that I don't really talk about is the fact that like when it comes to like body image and things like that, I've never really felt confident in my body. It's always been a, you could, you could always do better and you're never satisfied type of thing. And what I've noticed from looking at myself in the full length mirror is that I've kind of been looking the same way for the past year or so. But the only difference is that I looked at the full picture. Usually it would be the mirror in your bathroom where you're standing and it's only like your stomach up and you're looking at your stomach in proportion to only itself and it doesn't look good. It, it It's too big. It's too this. You're looking at your face only in proportion to your neck, not in proportion to your height and the rest of your body. And we also do this type of scrutiny thing with our work. Like I will look at one part of my work and the fact that it's not giving what it was supposed to have given and (laughs) get disappointed, not looking at the fact that there is a bigger picture around it. Right. And I have learned to step back and look at the bigger picture. Like even with this podcast, my listenership has been increasing month over month, week over week, and it's a steady but consistent pace. And Yes, when I started podcasting two years ago, did I think that I'd be hitting hidden charts by now? Of course I did. Kind of. <laughs> but I'm realizing that when I look back, 
I have a catalog of 114 sound bites of myself that I have now been able to leverage in other ways. So if I was just looking at the podcast as its single entity of, is it bringing me in direct money through AdSense or whatever else it should bring me money through, there's that disappointment. But when I step back and I'm like, how can I leverage this? And when I look at it in, in, in ratio to the whole picture and what part it serves, it's doing a lot. And that's what I did when I stepped back and looked at my body and I'm like, when you look at your stomach in proportion to only itself, it's a very different picture from when you step back and you look at it in proportion to your legs, in proportion to your head and your neck and your arms and every other part of your body and your feet. And you look at yourself in clothing and you don't zoom in on that one part that doesn't even, that you shouldn't be zooming in on. It changes your whole perspective. So I've been stepping back and seeing the full picture a lot more with everything I'm doing and seeing how things fit in and how they're proportioned when we're not zoomed in scrutinizing as we tend to do with so many things. Um, and along that line, number four is to um, love your body for, the func- for its function when you can't appreciate its aesthetics. Yeah, as I said, body image is one of those secret battles that I've had for... I'd say most of my life. Um, And recently I came to the conclusion that love can be in many different ways. If I'm not feeling my skin today, I can still be grateful for the fact that it is protecting my internal organs from being exposed to the elements and spilling out of my body. You know, if I'm not feeling the way my stomach looks in a dress today, I can appreciate the fact that it's holding my kidneys and all of these, my liver, my intestines and all of these things, right? When my body is not making me happy, I can be grateful for the fact that it functions and the fact that my fingertips can do what they're meant to do and that I can hold things, I can touch things, I can see things, I can smell things, I can sit on things, right? Like when you're looking at your body and contemplating (laughs) why it's shaped like that and looking at these people who have hopped under the knife if your butt doesn't make you happy be grateful for the fact that you can sit on it and this is was actually from a conversation that I had on my Instagram live with my cousin Fala Shade and she was saying that that when you look at your body and like specifically your butt and you're like oh it's so small be grateful that you can sit she's like she knew a girl who got surgery and couldn't even sit And it's that appreciation and that level of looking at things for what they are as a whole that has been really beneficial. Like now when I look at myself and maybe I don't like what I see or maybe I'm not fully satisfied with what I see, I can still say, well, I may not be satisfied with the aesthetics, but that function though, (laughs) that function is everything that I need it to be and I am super grateful to have it. So number five is apply consistent pressure. This is one that consistency is king. That's probably what I can say. This year I hit 100 podcast episodes, right? And this is 114. A lot of work that I've been doing for over the past I'd say more than two years, although I've been an entrepreneur for a little over two years, but work that I've been doing from before that I've been consistent in 
it has reaped rewards that are blowing my mind, blowing my mind. And when I look at it, it, it wasn't a rush because if I had rushed, I would have never made it because I wouldn't have the endurance to sustain long enough to get to this place where I am seeing the fruit of the seeds that I had, that I had sown. Right. And applying consistent pressure. Like I, it's funny cause I even use it when I'm like recycling and stuff. So we have our recycling bins outside and sometimes we, we buy a lot of stuff and it gets so full. So you want your recycling bin to be able to close essentially. So I was trying to put in a box and the box was off to the, I was trying to tuck in like an Amazon box into the side and I was pushing with so much energy and it wasn't going and I was overexerting. And then I'm like, why are you pushing with so much energy when you can just allow gravity to help you? So I literally leaned my arms on the box and just leaned my body over it and slowly but surely it pushed all the way down <laughs> and the lid closed and I was so happy and I was like I'm not even tired and I would have done the most and I would have squeezed and pushed and pulled my hamstring and it still wouldn't have gone in whereas I could have just applied consistent pressure so that's what I've been doing in my work continuing to apply consistent pressure and you'll you'll see how things give and it even works in relationships when don't push someone, don't do too much, just be there consistently. Let your time speak for its value. Don't overexert yourself and then reject or be, be rejected and then regret the actions that you took because you did more than you should have and you gave more than you should have. Be consistent and apply that pressure and you'll see how things move. Number six is believing is seeing. And I know we hear seeing is believing. I don't believe in that because I have believed in so many things that I couldn't even see, couldn't even imagine, couldn't even smell. And as I continued to move in faith, those things became actualized to me in the physical. And if I had waited for them to become actualized before I started doing the work, a, they would have never came because I wouldn't be prepared or B, they would have come and I would have squandered them just as fast as they came because I wasn't prepared for them. So as you believe, move in the confidence of the belief you have and what you know you want, what you know is yours and watch it all appear and come to you because that's really how it works. That's, that's blind faith, right? I believe this is coming to me. So I'm going to begin to prepare for it so that when it comes, I'm ready for it because I want it. And I believe in the truth and actuality of it manifesting in my life. Number seven is clarity comes after obedience. And this clarity comes after obedience is one of those ones that kind of goes along the same thing, right? Like believing is seeing clarity comes after obedience. When I take those blind steps, then the ground meets me. When I've been walking and saying, this is what I want to do and I do it. That is when I then get, when I take that first step. After that is when I get the instructions of how to take the next step. When I see a fork in the road and then I use my discretion to take whatever direction I want, it's that clarity comes from listening, from being attentive, 
from obeying the call on your life in whatever way it is. Like you, you guys know what I mean. I, well, I hope you know what I mean when I say like that call on your life, you know, that nagging thing that doesn't stop nagging, that nagging feeling, that push of, I should do this thing. Like most recently I was getting this push to prepare to prepare for things, to prepare because things are coming in my business. I just kept feeling this overarching, is it overarching? Overarching, either way. Overarching feeling that I needed to step up certain parts of my business, in particular, my accounting. Right now, my business is still small. I can handle it all myself. I keep invoices and I track them myself. And I just get, I just got this push that, no, you need to prepare for growth. You need to get accounting software because you, all of this, I have seven little invoices that I send to file for taxes. That's not going to happen anymore. And if that's what you want to continue to do, you're blocking yourself from entering into what you're meant to. And immediately when I got that push, I started checking accounting software, doing research on which ones were the best. And I found one. And when I found it, it happened to be on sale for 60% off for a year. 60% off. And then if you purchase the whole year out, you get an additional 10% off. Right. So I was blown. And then I was looking at the cost. I was like, "Mm, I haven't made that much money. I don't have enough money to just, I haven't made enough money to justify spending that, even though it's on discount, which I should have been listening to. And I wasn't obedient. And then two weeks later, some stuff started happening. I'm like, shoot, shoot, shoot. We're going to need this accounting software. So I go on and, and the sales done. And I'm like, bruh, you should have listened. You should have done it because look, now you need it. And now you're going to have to pay way more out of pocket, right? Like way more. It went from $15 to $4 and 50 cents a month. If you know, like that's a big deal. USD and I'm in Canada. So like even more. So along the lines of the first one, which are, which is ask for what you need. I called them and I was like, so I had set up the 30 day free trial at that time when I decided that I don't want to pay the money yet. So <laughs> I called and I'm like, hey, I set up the 30-day free trial, but there was a promotion and I was wondering if I could still get access to it. And lo and behold, the beautiful, wonderful person on the other end of the line asked for my email and set up my account for me. And she's like, go refresh the account right now and the prices should reflect that discount. And that was the clarity. That was the obedience, right? But imagine that wasn't even full obedience. That was like, I would say that's grace at the end of the day, right? Because the moment I got that push and I did the research, the resources were available for me to get a discount and everything, but I didn't listen. And because of that, I almost missed out on an opportunity where I would have still ended up needing exactly what it was that I could have paid for it. And instead of getting $4 and 50 cents a month, I would have paid $15 a month just because I didn't obey before the clarity came. So that's just one example because that just happened not too long ago. But this is one of those things that has been a reoccurring theme throughout this year of clarity comes after obedience. Number eight is accept people or not for who they are right now. And this is a tough one. Because I tend to look at people for what they could be. It's just the loving coach in me. It's that motivator in me, right? Where if you tell me what you want out of life, I I believe in you for, I believe it for you. And I believe in you that you possess the ability to get there. But the thing is that 
this can be a double-edged sword because when people are who they are now and you're seeing them for who they could be, when they don't become that potentially or when it's taking a little longer, there could be a frustration, right? And there could be an impatience or even a lack of satisfaction in who they are now. So what I've learned this year is to accept people or not. And that or not is really in, really the important part because sometimes you can't accept like where somebody is right now for whatever reason it doesn't align with what you are what you represent what you want what you want to do right and that's okay accept them and in part of accepting them is deciding what's best for you and accepting that as the truth if somebody is in a certain place in their life and you're in a completely different place that's okay that's just destiny that's how it's meant to happen and you can both move on in whatever direction with peace of mind instead of staying somewhere and trying to push somebody into becoming the thing you want them to be up ahead before they're ready to get there, right? So that's that. And along that same lines, let me just add this in because it just came to me. So it's like a 8B is say no with your chest. I've learned to say no and like mean it and not feel guilty about it and not and not wince my word, uh, mince my words, and not be like, um, you know, maybe kind of no, 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 we're not doing all of that. And you know, when you're afraid of saying no, it actually, well, for me, it makes me a liar. Because when I don't say when I'm afraid to say no, straight up, I end up saying no by making up excuses that aren't the truth. And I don't want to be a liar. So now I've learned to say no and understand that my no is my truth and someone's accept acceptance or rejection of it is their truth. And both things can stand at the same time and that's absolutely okay. We don't have to always be on the same page. Sometimes we're not and that's okay. <laughs> and the final lesson that I've learned this year for my 29th birthday is What's meant for you will never, ever, ever, ever miss you, ever. <laughs> it's something that I've heard a lot, even in my poetry book, Through My Brown Eyes, I wrote about it because my mom said it. Um, she said it in a Nigerian proverb that says that the water you're meant to drink will never flow past you. And that's something I've learned this year. The issue with that for most of us, myself included, is usually that when we want something, we also want to dictate the time. And when we don't get it on our time, we believe it's not going to come, but that's not really how things work. That's not our place to dictate time, right? But what's meant for you will never miss you. And even if it seems like it missed you, keep your eye open. It's probably coming back around the bend to hit you up again. So yeah, those are the nine things that I've learned this year. Happy birthday to me. I'm super excited for the last year of my 20s. I have big, big plans for the things I want to do and I'm believing for them, right? And clarity comes after obedience. So I'm being obedient and I'm moving in those bold steps, the steps that make me shake because I know that what's coming on the under, other end of it is absolute greatness. So yeah, have an amazing week, my friends. Don't forget to subscribe, review, leave a comment, and share with a friend. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. Have an amazing